Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, I want to say good evening to uh, a definite legend. A definite legend. Um, and before I even start, I want to say, bro, I just want to say thank you for your contribution, bro. Oh, it's appreciated, man. Like, it's appreciated. It's, it's what, we hear people talk about, do people get their flowers? Um, for you, do you feel do you feel that your contribution is being fully appreciated? You as the person is being a staple in our culture. Um, I think it's it's getting a bit better now. I feel I don't think everybody understands what I actually do because some people see me from my my MCing perspective. Some people discovered me at Merkel Man. Some people discovered me as a producer. Some people discovered me as at Boy Better Known stage. Some people discovered me at Lord of the Mic. Some people knew me from Lord of the Deck. Some people knew me from the basement. So, and that's just a few things that I've done or do. Do you know what I mean? So, I think once people kind of gather all the evidence or all the understanding of what I do, whether I'm going to be on Earth or not. Um, They'll be like, oh, rah, my man done that, 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 oh, you know what I mean? So there's people in the industry that, like, yourselves and others, like, I was outside sitting there, a guy just come up to me and just, like, I've seen you before, but, like, ego and pride kicked in, I didn't want to say nothing to you. It's like, yo, like, man, respect everything you've done, man, appreciate you, like, you've you've made, like, my childhood what it is and, and stuff like that. So, like, in reality, people are kind of, softening up to kind of speaking out what they they think or how they feel towards man. Do you get what I'm saying? But I think in the culture that we come from, we come from a culture where it's like, oh, I saw my man work, like, man's not breading him. You get what I'm saying? So we have that kind of um, outlook on things in general. So I think it's taken longer. Like, when I used to go outside, say, five, 10, 10 15 years ago, I would see 20 men across the road Man really want to say, Jamma, Ross, your thing's hard. But they'll just screw you because they don't know how to break the ice of kind of, you know, chatting to a man on a kind of level where they're bigging man up, you know what I mean? Or a man will just want to rush you because they they don't know how to be cool, you know what I mean? So, like, now I think it's a lot more better, like, how people are kind of approaching the conversation with me, do you know what I'm saying? Um about my contribution to the culture. Bro, I've always, I've been, I've, it's, bro, your passion, I think that's the most sincere thing I got from you is, it, you really are passionate about this, bro, because, you know, like um, we were saying off mic, many of us, when we started in it, bro, we, bro there wasn't any money, bro. It, it couldn't be money. Like, I remember being in college, watching all the DVDs, like, you know, even just watching Risky, shout out to Risky Roads, people like that, bro. Like, and it was just like, that was actually our MTV, that was our YouTube before it was kind of known to be YouTube. And it's like, bro, we, the, the thing I always loved about Grime is that you couldn't, you had to go through the circuit. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? You had to yeah. come, you had to spit, mm-hmm. you, you had to. And, and go to certain areas, you had to touch certain radio sets. Right, mm-hmm. it was training, right? Mm-hmm. And many people who are rapping, bro, like, I was just talking to Stardom just now, and he's, everyone, it's like everyone started with grime, and then they, they went almost to rap. Mm. But without grime, without yourself, the Wileys. Yeah. It was a training ground, yeah. you know? Like I said, I was talking to Skip. Uh, I done an Instagram live where I shared with a few people, um, and we spoke about a lot of things, and initially, the the era that we came out of when grime was kind of surfacing after garage after jungle um a lot of youth was it was going there was pain you know what i'm saying a lot of people were just going through their own problems and own issues whether it was at home whether it was on the street whether it was on the block whether it was money related whether it was 
street violence related, there's a lot of pain, you know what I'm saying? And grime was just a way that, like, where would you see 20, 30 men in, squashed into a box room trying to shout through a mic? Why? Like, because everyone had something to get off their chest. And I feel like grime was that place where everybody kind of got their skills, trained, got their pain off. It was their therapy, therapeutic ground to kind of let out your anger in, a, in other ways than violence or street crime or so on. Do you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, not everybody could have been on that platform of the top 20 guys, you know what I'm saying? But then there was other guys that kind of figured out, you know what, I like Graham, I love Graham, but I can also rap. Or you know what, I love Graham, I MC, but you know what, I can produce. Or you know what, I could DJ. Or actually, I'm an A&R. Actually, I'm a videographer, you know? You look at someone like Versatile, he's like now managing RD, you know? You got so many people that come from within this scene and it's the Funky House, a lot of the people that were doing Funky House, they were people that didn't really suffice through Grime. But everybody came from Grime. And like, without trying to sound like, oh, you know, Grime made everything what it is. It's not It's not that, because even though I've done an interview in the complex and they quoted me and it was like, they said without Grime, there wouldn't be drill, there wouldn't be Afrobeats, how it is today, which is, which I, I do stand by that quote, but sometimes when you take things out of context, it can sound very egotistical and very like blunt and not really kind of explaining what I'm actually trying to say. And what I'm actually trying to say is the influence and the influence of the culture. And a man said to me the other day, um, I was talking to my guy from Black Box, K, yeah? And he called, he was speaking to me and he was like, look, you brought structure and you brought business to the game, right? Before that, everybody was just trying to MC on a set. You was like, no, we're going to make songs. Yeah, then we're going to do the platforms and the DVDs. I'm, I, you put the faces to the names. I just knew the voices. Lord of the Dex, Lord of the Max. Those are the first two kind of street um, cultured platforms. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say, like, even with Lord of the Dex, like, they don't understand that majority of that footage on, on Lord of the Decks and the majority of the songs were created in my basement. The footage was recorded on my handheld camera, which was then secondly licensed out to put onto those products. You know what I'm saying? So this is just passion that man, like you said, man was just doing this because I saw something that is sick. This is sick. Like these people are so talented. Like these are my bros, like from North, South, East and West. Like how did man get how do man get man out there? Because in my head, I'm thinking, if the Americans can do this and be this big, these man, like, I didn't even MC at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just making beats, but I'm like, hey, man spit. I'm like, this man's doing, this is this is like Twister. This guy's double time. Like, this guy's crazy. Like, the D-doubles of the world, Kano's, uh, you know what I'm saying? And I think if you look at what I was doing initially then, and you look at the people now, and this is not to say, oh, because of me, they're who they are, but you can see. <laughs> it's fair, bro. I, look, I think there's all, everyone's gonna always have an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. But your legacy can never be questioned. Mm -hmm. And the branches that spawn from what's come through your platforms or your involvement, it's key. And that's why I even think like, even with, um, like top producer and things of this nature. Like I, I think you know. Like I say, and I still need to watch more of the episode. I'm a bit behind, so I'll put that one out there. But I've always looked at like there's a there's a structural problem of the industry where, and I don't know. I'm just saying from the outside look, a jammer should be sitting in one of the majors with a position because he is a part of the reason why some of your commodities are now commodities. You know, same thing with. I say like Mega Man, I feel like the Jammers, the Mega Man, like the G, well, G Fresh is, you know, he's worked yeah, with but like you need the people whose minds actually cultivate the culture. And I just wanted to know, we will get into top producer, but have you ever been approached for like an executive role? Like if, if not, why do you think that hasn't happened? Because you, bro, you are, like you've got it. Like you understand the culture, you've, you've built something that everyone, not everyone, but parts of this industry oh. is, is taking, Resources from? I have to sip my water before I say what I'm going to say. Um, I'll say it like this, respectfully, politely. Like, a lot of these guys in these positions with these a and they come to me.
when they want to know how to do this and how to do that. You know what I'm saying? So this be going on. You get what I'm saying? I remember having a meeting, and I'll say openly with Zion Richards, which is which he was on the other side of the fence saying like, actually, you're meant to be sitting in this office and actually consulting over everything. But like, what I will say about a few people within those positions, I'm not saying they fear me, but I'm just saying that I feel like I'm a threat in some cases of, of that, you know what I mean? Because if you were smart, you would just link up, team up with man. And there are smarter people, like there, there's people now that have got powerful, they're in powerful positions and they are coming to me being like, actually, we need to run everything by you. How do we figure out looping this in? How do we do some form of connection deal or whatever? And then like, there's other people that are not so much in the culture that are actually coming forward to me now, trying to make these type of things happen. But it's not actual people that know that they should be knocking on my door saying, you know what I'm saying? So I don't like to like, for me, it's just love in it anyway, like, because a lot of the guys that are in these positions still come to me and I'll never not help them out or show them and say, you know what, this is how you do this. This is why you shouldn't do this. This is what's this going to be like in five years if you do it this way or if you do it that way, do you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like maybe, or maybe it just wasn't my time before. I feel like now the age and, and the person that I'm stepping into and the person that I'm becoming and like how I see things now is is the perfect time for me to step into those roles. I don't know if I was ready for that role previous. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, had, a, you had a hot head era. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you were quite I was well. dealing with a lot. I was around yeah. a lot. I was around a lot of situations where a lot of people wouldn't be able to deal with. You know, I'm dealing with seven, eight hoods at once pause seven eight ends you got know i'm saying different man different key bosses little co commute like issues going on and i'm always at the front of, of squashing a lot of that you know what i'm saying um and and also like a lot of artists you know i could show you emails now where i'm like to labels listen this guy's gonna blow they're like oh, well, they're not sure bam the guy's gone if you just li if you just watch my track record of people that I'm saying are gonna do stuff, it's like, what's the guy's name that predicts things? My man, um, the guy, the guy that predicts the future, the, the guy that predicts. Oh, the Simpsons guy. No, no, not the Simpsons guy. <laughs> the other brother, man. Um, what's his name? Notre Damas. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, musically, if you look at my thing, or even who I'm standing with before they're even popped, if you look at every moment of when a man was coming up, who's standing behind him saying, bruh, it's me. So it's an obvious, clear structure and timeline of, I'm, I'm, I'm like one of the GOAT A&Rs of this, this UK culture, right? So... Why, why somebody, why no one in the majors haven't come and said, oh, do you, maybe they think I'm totally anti-building, which to be fair, at a certain time I was because I don't want to be signing an artist and now the corporate company owns 80% of this young youth. I wanted to be integral in what we did as Boy Better Know, where now we had to force label services, where the label only takes 20% and the artist gets 80%. Now we've got people like Central C. Winning and, and you, so on. And, and you lot were doing that early doors. I remember Skepta was talking to me about like um, licensing deals in 2011. Yeah. Like, yeah. Own your masters. Yeah. Own your thing because when it comes back, when some other kid from America samples a bit of your record and it goes number one in 28 countries and you don't own the masters, what then? You know what I'm saying? When the sinks start coming in and you don't own your masters, you're splitting down your money with some guy that's sitting down not doing nothing and you're out there sweating off doing mad work, what then? But people don't look at that then. They just look at this P that I'm trying to get now because I'm in this situation now. I need a whip. I need to get out the ends because I've got this little pass of hair. Bam, in five years' time, when you get that, when you're looking at your royalties, what you're meant to be getting and what's got shaved off, it's not making sense. You get what I'm saying? Or your splits with these labels. 
when they, when they, a label OJ Eberson, they just put the cost up, put the cost up, put the cost up. You never see a penny back, right? Then you're gonna see man doing a show when he's 65. But it's facts, yeah. you know. And when there's something's true, what do you do? You have to laugh, you know, because they say if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Mm. You understand what I'm saying to you? So it's like I feel like what your question, what you're basically asking me is. I feel like I'm in my I'm I'm in I'm in my perfect timing of what I'm meant to be stepping into now, because these conversations are actually arising more and more now, you know, um, yeah, and even with like me kind of stepping into the role of, you know, being that A and R, having an imprint major imprint deal where I can give get give kids good deals, you know, I can advise them on good p paperwork to sign and connect them with the right legal teams and just give them great advice and have a, a solid network of people around us to make sure that we can guide them in the right direction. You know, and it's a lot easier for youth now because there's a lot more information on the internet and so on and so on. But there are certain not things about business that you do need to know. And there are certain people and dots that you need to connect before you step into a certain realm, you know? We'll come back to that in a second, but with Top Producer, how much because I think part of it is mentorship as well that you're giving them as well, right? Mm -hmm. And on paper, to a lot of people, I think that's almost like, um, don't teach me how to fish as opposed to give me the fish, exactly. right? Exactly. The mentoring part of it, I think, someone who could tap into a man is Sorry to cut you, you go ahead, bro. Give a man a plate of food, you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man how to fish, you'll feed him for life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The mentoring part of being able to tap into someone's mindset has been doing it for like what 20 years 20 just 20 years that's invaluable mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Bro, that's invaluable. Invaluable. Um, what made you actually even want to be a part of Top Producer and, and, and what do you really want to see happen with the contestants who come through the process? Well, I'm already seeing it because from the first episode, I've got that like, superstars calling me to work with the guy that's just put the beat on the thing. You understand what I'm saying to you? But that, that was one reason what I wanted to do. I wanted to connect the overworld into the guy when I was kind of coming through. Um, I feel like I have to work 20,000 times harder than your average person that pops off after a year of working, right? So I know what it feels like to be super great at what you do, super skilled, super passionate, but then you just never really get that looking, you know? Or you have to do 20 times more than what this guy has to do to even get a radio play, you know what I'm saying? So what I wanted to do was kind of... There's two reasons. What I wanted to do was kind of help people that are, that are skilled and that are working to continue doing it because what I notice is you can get disheartened very quick if you don't have an outlet for your music, right? That's the first sign of like mental health, uh, kind of giving up, uh, lead, going to something that's not so good for you, like i.e. we know other routes of trying to kind of bring yourself up. Um, and then also another thing is like for me is like the producers away from the producers that are up and coming, the producers that are actually now popped and blown and that people actually know, like you got so much producers, people that produce for Wiz, Skep, this, that, myself, you know, 
Um, obviously, we produce ourselves as well, but I'm saying there are producers there that people, if they, we was all in the room, no one know who this guy is. And some producers don't really want to, they're introverts as well. Yeah. Some people don't really want to know, uh, people to know that it's them and they like that life of, oh, the artist gets all the hype and we can just kind of duck off when we want to duck off. But at the same time, that's not everyone. And there are some people that are out there that work their arse off and do a lot. You know, when it's, the artist comes in for a three, four hour session and then he leaves and goes and chills his, like his crib with his mates, they're having fun, birds are over. That guy, he's still in the studio with the engineer, sweating over the board, getting your one little 16 bar right. And he's doing that for days, sometimes weeks or months. So I wanted to kind of shed light on those guys and be like, you know what, these guys do hella work. And also, if it wasn't for them, they're the bed of the whole industry. There wouldn't be no TV, there wouldn't be no filming, there wouldn't be no raves, there wouldn't be no DJs, there wouldn't be no artists, there wouldn't be nothing if it wasn't for these guys. Do you know, I've, I, I, I was saying this actually earlier today, I feel the producers are the most disrespected component within the music. It's like we, we've seen a lot of times producers saying that songs have been released, they haven't been paid, or just like sometimes they're not even credited and just like, you know, that's why I think even this is, 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 is key because we do need producers to almost, I'm not saying to take the limelight, but the actual art form has to be appreciated. Yeah. Because there's, of that, there's so it. much that I want to do on it. Obviously, I don't want to say too much on here yeah. because you've got guys out here that listen to my thing and then they try to quickly recreate it before I've even done it. Because this is the world that we're living in. You get what I'm saying? So I've learned now to kind of keep a lot more things to my chest and just do it and move along with while I'm doing it rather than saying too much. But there are lots of avenues I want to create for producers and that for those reasons, you know, knowledge, uh, understanding, respect, uh, making sure people are getting dealt with correctly, connecting with, uh, you know, connecting with the right kind of teams. Um, and there's a... There's a there's a four girls out there called Black Coalition, which uh, I'm trying to connect with one of them. Work very well with my sister, and it's like people like this in the industry um, that kind of we need to bring to the forefront. Because even when you say with like I was talking to my sister one time, and I feel like producers, not to compare these two things, but it's like I was I know this conversation about like you know sometimes how black women feel about how they've been treated in the industry and how they're treated in life and stuff like this. And then my sister was like, look, I don't think every black girl's trying to come at you in, in it. Like, but what you need to understand is like black women are the most disrespected species on earth. You know, it was pointed out to me and it's something that obviously, not that I didn't pick up on, but you know. But it's not actually your, it's not your experience. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone else has to show you. Yeah. This is how it's happening for me. Yeah, it's yeah. Not your everyday. Hundred yeah. percent. And like, I had to kind of deep it. You get mm -hmm. me? And then look at things. And you know, I've been out with certain. You know, and I've seen how they've been treated. And on that, when it's more aware, I'm more aware of what's going on now. I can kind of see like, rah. You know what? I understand that. And I kind of felt like within the music industry, that's how producers were kind of dealt with. You know. They're at the, the, it's like they try to treat them like they're at the lowest end of the stock, you know what I'm saying? And really, they're the most valuable, just like, like I say, black women are the most valuable, you know? And people might be like, oh, why are you making a comparison between these two things? I'm just saying that basically, sometimes when people treat people a certain way, but really, they're the most valuable <laughs> to the situation. Um, and yeah, that's what I kind of felt like with the production thing, I just felt like, you know what, there's so much to do on this side of the water, you know what I mean? And already as soon as it started happening, the ideas were just like, bam, 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 bam. This is just one section of it, you know? Top Producer as a platform is one section, but what spirals off of that yeah. is insane. And just like what spiraled off of Lord of the Mics was insane. Um, and like you were talking about Risky Roads and our, and our state and our, me and Risky Roads, we just done an interview the other day and we talked, you know, a lot of these things that ones were documenting was before even these the, the Risky Roads and all the other DVDs came. These were actually prior, you know, Lord of the Dex was prior. The only other thing that was prior to that was Practice Hours, which was Troy A+, right? And, you know, I don't... 
Yeah, I don't. The thing is, you know, even Els was saying to me, it's like, oh, like, you know, some people are just like, oh, you don't. Like, I'm not trying to always say I've done this first or I've done that first. I don't even want to say anything, really. I just wish people paid more attention to actually what's actually happening. Do you know what I mean? But sometimes you have to pull people up and actually be like, no, actually, this is how it went, you know? Because sometimes people try to retell the story in their own way and redefine the history when actually, no, this is how it went, you know? And even when I got the heritage plaque for the basement, that was kind of like bigger than any accolade for me, like, you know, an award or like a plaque or money or record sales or YouTube views or anything like that. Because actually, that's what I was doing from the love of my heart with my family for the youth in the community before there was a penny. You created a platform before I even had a platform and I got a platform and I used to watch your platform and, it, and your platform was physical. It wasn't like, okay, cool, we'll just record it here. Just put, it's like you actually have to go press it up, do the DVs, put it in the shops, like all those things there, bro. And I just think that it's, for me, I think that the, and I don't want to make it into a next thing, but I think a lot of what I see wrong within the industry today is because things have been taken we can see it's not the ethics ain't right mm -hmm. and people who are making decisions that is impacting our culture would they were never there in the beginning they want to use the bits that they makes them kind of yeah. uh culturally really relevant yeah. or cool you know what i'm saying um i remember when i was doing a, a lot of things I was, I was seeing one girl and we was we kind of was like angling on the fashion side of things and I was like, okay, I need to find out what the top end of the money is, what my guys need to be getting. And I was going to guys and saying, all right, cool, you know what, you can get this for this, you can get 100 grand for this, you can get that for this. I've always, it's not for me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Selfless, but it's, yeah, it's selfless. And some people might be like, oh yeah, well, like, no, you're not, you're doing this for you. If you, well, really, I would have had more money than all of you though, then, if that was the case. Because I would have scraped off for everyone. <laughs> but the fact that, you know, some people, you know, whatever whatever people's issues are, because in the game you go on and some people feel like, oh, you know, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to say that part of their journey because they feel like they owe something to this man or that man or whatever. Like, none of it matters to me. Like, all I ever wanted to do was see man win. So the fact that we've got this industry now is sick to me. I just love that. I love the fact that we're building and everyone's winning. For me, I've got to kind of figure out my own path and how I fit in where it is now and what, what my next moves are, you know what I'm saying? So that's why like, all the work that you see me doing now is going to be the, the most harmless you ever see me go because actually I've done all of that out of love. But now I'm building some, some solid foundation of businesses also which are going to help people but also run my bag <laughs> as well, yeah. Also run my bag because I know my value, do you know what I'm saying? So... And, that, and, and obviously, even with me, just as that comes out my mouth, I almost feel like, rah, like you can't say that because people are going to look at you like, oh, you just want money. No, everybody, I've, I've been building this for not only me, but my peers and everyone around me. We've been building this so everybody can eat and now come and get branding sponsorships. This, sinks, games, PlayStation, Xbox, this, that. What, you think that, you think any of this stuff was caring about us before? Man, put the mad work in. You, like, this wasn't happening. It's so much kicking, so much kicking of doors, so much pushing, so much not giving up, so much like putting man's own money out, man's own pocket into events, doing it, doing it, losing, falling down on your face, getting back up, going again, going again, going again. You get what I'm saying? Traveling to other countries. Me and Skepta literally went to, to New York and walked around Manhattan, linking up with people, spitting bars, going, are you all right? Like, is it what? What, does everyone just forget? This is, we live in a culture now where I don't want, I don't care what I did two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I'm not trying to live off that. I'm doing stuff now, today, right now. But let's, when you go for a job, they ask you for your CV. Your CV holds weight. You on your CV, it tells you the things that you've done in the past. That's what qualifies you for the job. Why is everybody acting like they don't know what man did? Why is everyone acting like they forgot man's CV? Like, so 
like with that being said, I think like now I'm not a person that wants to talk, talk up too much. Like, yeah, man, done it. Like, but I've actually realised to a certain extent, you have to go into places and be like, listen, this is what I've done. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going to benefit you if I'm in this building. And this is how much you need to pay me. And this is not just for me. This is for anybody out there that knows their value or what they've got to contribute to something. Sometimes you've got to just go and take what's, what's yours. You know what I'm saying? So I think like now, um, I don't think that I was ready to do that move before. I was still building all this stuff for everything else. You know, and it took a lot of time, effort, thought processes, meeting of people, breaking away from people, linking back up with some people. You know what I'm saying? Going broke, losing money. Hey, when the HRV liquidized, I lost over 160 racks. It was physical. They knew they was going into bus. They knew this. So they ordered another. We went top 20. They was doing numbers. So they said, you know what? Because when you done, when you used to do that, you had to go and then buy the physical yourself and then give it to them. But because they had all the stores, yeah. But they knew they was going. So they would made us do that, sold the stock, and then, then liquidized the company. You understand? But even at that time, I remember we was meant to sign a deal with Universal Island. I remember Darkus and I was in the building with James, James McGuinness, I think his name was. And um, he was at Absolute before, but he got headhunted and went over there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good guy, right? So, but at the time, my business partner, he was like, oh, no, I don't want to go with Universal. I just want to stay with like the more independent kind of company commander. I'm like, listen, this is the next move that we have to make to expand. What happens when it when it when it when it got liquidized? Absolute wasn't insured as as Universal was because the majority of their catalog was in HMV to be covered. We would have got our money back directly, but because we was over there, we we had to take that L. You know what I'm saying? I remember looking at yeah, I remember looking at my guy. I think we had that 15 racks in the account left. He's like, "What do you want to do? Split this seven each, or do you want to go again?" I said, "You think I'd come this far to give up anything?" I'm going again, get that 15 racks, let's, put, let's make the new thing. Wham, we're in again. You get me? That's when we made number four. You could see the ball JK through. Bam, bam, bam. And then, I'm saying, that happened. So, like, I, sometimes people don't really know all of the trials and tribulations that you go through. You want to know something? I'm used to, I'm used to being shot down out of the sky. I'm used to it. I just think, how hard is it going to? How, how hard am I going to hit the floor this time? You know, and how quick am I going to get up? Because I'm always going to get back up. When I done Merkel, man, people were saying I'm done out here after that. Everything I do at my next level, they say, yeah, that's it. Because they don't, they can't see. Remember, a certain man call me and be like, you shouldn't even get frustrated because you're such a visionist. How do you expect this person to see what you're seeing? They can't see what you're seeing. Like, so I've had to kind of, it's like a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Foresight, yeah, foresight. So I've had to live in that. And with it, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. It's like, even when you're talking about away from the HMV thing, it's like, when I look at the scene now, you know, I like Posty, that's my guy. I've got nothing against Posty. But I'll look at things like GRM Daily now, which was Grime Daily which was built up of grime music and the grime movement, but now you can barely find a grime video on there. You understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. So, and that's our number one leading internet platform. But how was it built? How does it exist? How is it there? Is everyone, is everyone forget? So, That is almost a part of when you start saying in like 10 years down the line, people wouldn't even know that Gram existed if the number one platform doesn't resemble anything to do with Gram. That's quite dangerous, I think. Do you get me? That's, that's, a, that's a dangerous scenario to be in. But then who's the, who's the problem? Who's the people that are trying to do this? You know? And again, I don't want to be the person to be saying things and it's like all of a sudden in rooms people are trying to stop me from speaking because I'm speaking the truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
like I said, I back Posty. That's my guy. I've I've always backed him. If you... Did you ever speak to him about that? About why did he? What was the? Reason Sometimes, why? man, you're just talking on deaf ears. People know what they want to do. Like even with GRM Daily Awards, I could go into it with you, but the concept. Get me? But I have to just keep moving. You get me? Because yeah. I'm going to do the next great thing and the next great thing. And you know what? Within time, I believe with my strength of my work and what I do, I think I'm going to surpass all of this stuff. In some way, I don't sleep on the Father. You get what I'm saying? I don't sleep on the Almighty. I just think um, some people want more, want money, and that's okay. Do you get what I'm saying? I get it. You get it me. A, I think it was, a, it was a commercial. It was a commercial move. It was a commercial. It wasn't a move. cultural move. It was a commercial move. And you know what? Which I is want. Fair. It's business. It's fair, right? And I want everyone to win. I want all the kids to win that are getting the benefits of that platform now. You know what I'm saying? And all that. It's not nothing wrong with that. But it's like sometimes you just got to look at the reality of shit. You know what I'm saying? The reality is this. <laughs> this is the reality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the present now and this is the reality. And um, it's cool. Like, I, I always said, don't be the guy moaning about what's going wrong. Be the guy that's making change. Yeah. So instead of me moaning about, oh yeah, they're not doing that on this or they're not doing that on that, I've got to make some new shit that's banging. That they, We can put everyone on. We can... Do this way, that's, you know what I mean? We're not kind of, we're not kind of not looking out for everybody. And I'm not saying they're not looking out for everybody. With that platform at the moment, it's about numbers um, and, you know, who's drawing, like the whole game right now is rigged a bit. You get what I'm saying? And what did Bob Marley say about numbers ain't, you can't get happening. Numbers is just fleeting in a way, bro. Like if you can't just base everything on numbers. numbers. Yeah, well, it's like, what is happiness? You know what I'm saying? What is money? Like, what is rich? You know what I'm saying? That's what he said. It's like, he said, you can be rich with money today, but are you rich inside? There's a lot of times I see, man, you know, certain man, I've been listening to a lot of the younger rappers, they're getting hella money, but then they might post, I'll oh, take a six months out, come my personal life's a mess. I'm doing this because, because money is going to always bring extra problems, but until you figure out the money inside you, you understand? That richness inside you, it's like, somebody can come with me and make a brand today and act like, oh yeah, like, all right, you know what, without man, without man, you're not really gonna think da 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 and then they'll go over there and their thing's gonna pop down, you know why? Because it's not their thing. It was working because they're with man. But the thing is, that whatever the idea and everything to think is inside me. So it's not on me, it's in me. As I'm not like this stone this stony jacket's not on me, it's in me. It came from inside. <laughs> this what I'm wearing, anything you see me with, it was in my brain at one point. And then I done something and then I got some peas and then think, even if I didn't buy this myself, this jacket. I had another jacket and I swapped it with a man. The other jacket I swapped it with, I thought processed it because I made the piece from the idea that I thought that made this thing happen and now I've got this. Manifestation. It's manifestation. So it's not material. It's what's here. You get what I'm saying? Like, what's in your mind? Like, what are you really trying to do? What's your goal? What's your mission? Like, and my mission is to empower people and it always has been. You is, know? That, is that... I don't like to use the word the threat yet because I, I look at it like... Everyone has ulterior motives. Some people, there may be, there may be a lot like you. There may be a lot who are just on, on, on the money tip, yeah? But I always find that the people who are on the money tip, they always know. Okay, let me, let me give it to you like this. What I learned is, the way it is, is that they control the bag, and then for you to get the access to resources, you gotta give your mind. You gotta give your gems. And only once you give them the gems, will they give you the money. But they always, they just make sure they hold the bag here. So like, what, you need this money? Tell us the secrets, tell us the secrets. Mm -hmm. And then they already know how much money they're going to make. From those how, from those secrets. Right, and how little you're going to make. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a point where like now, 
I think our generation has to be like, we have to be executives. We know there's a better way to do business. We can still make money, but it could be like some moral codes and ethics. Like, let's do stuff like, let's invest into the community. Let's actually look at how we can, because I, when, I, when I talk to a lot of the other, I won't say the older rappers. Look, sorry to cut you. Go ahead. You're talking about, listen, man are getting hundreds of thousands of pounds a month of certain moves, yeah? God, man's investing my own peas from the age 16. Young, younger, 15. Whether it was down to like getting a pair of decks for everyone and a mic to spit on. This is investing. This is helping people grow their craft. This is investment. Up to me paying for big productions for people to come and, and do a show or to perform on Lord of the Mics or to have the live rave or, you know what I'm saying? This is investment. Man, I've been investing in this for time. So for people to be in a position and be like holding money away from this culture, I think that it's for the people that are doing the culture to be actually know, why is this guy not like, and the people are partly to blame because the people can see what's happening. The people will just see this guy today and all of a sudden, we're just we're just spreading this guy. We don't know what he done, but we just saw some little advert or this guy said that this is the guy. We don't know anything this guy's done, but you just give this guy this mad power, this mad job. He can all of a sudden now pick who's going on what cypher and what who's getting played on what radio. How? How? It's detrimental to the culture. And the thing is, I've had these conversations time and time again with people. Not this exact conversation, but... Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This kind of point of conversation. And for me, the only way it's going to change is when people like myself and like-minded people decide to just team up together and just say, you know what, you lot? You need to pay us a couple M now to even talk. It's an M to get me to the meeting. No, it's just a big... Yeah. So that's what type of power I'm stepping into now. You know? Like, I'm like, I'm not even chatting to you unless... It cut out. This is the fee for me to leave my house. And before I even say something, when Jay-Z's talking about half a million for dinner and all this, it's not jokes. Because to go to tap into a man's mind and everything that they've been through from the from the ground up, from the mud, from the street, from the problems, from the issues to the business, to the back end, to the understanding, the psychological, the psychological part behind artists, the connections, bringing people together, sonics of music, the look of how you need to be fashion, style, thing. Man's, man's, your new pictures are looking like man's throwbacks. Bro, do you know what's just mad? Do you know what just came into my head? This is just mad. You remind me a lot of Kanye. You remind me a lot of Kanye, bro. Because I remember Kanye, his thing is, he's been ahead of his time. He's passionate. He believes in the people. And yeah, like, we all have flaws, but just hearing you speak this out, just says it like, because you know what it's with, you it's know what it is with yeah yeah he's come from like remember I don't know like we're similar age group as well I think I, I might be a little bit older than him you get me and when you look at how he come up you understand same the, the, he like the records listening to the vinyl the, the DJ side then the producing then the rapping then the thing then the fashion then the under you get what I'm saying so. He understands it from that type of perspective where you are it, you're embedded in it, you've lived it, you've been around the greats like before they was even the great. He made some of Jay-Z's greatest songs. I chopped up some of DW's greatest songs, I've made some of the greatest songs for Skep. You know, and these are the people that now, the cult, popular culture today, put at the forefront, which is fine because they deserve to be there. but. How did all of this stuff kind of happen? Who was there, like, 
You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and that's only just a couple of names to mention. I could name you bare names, but our culture, I feel like we just miss so much on what's actually really going on and what who's actually really doing what and who's actually really... And I think, like, for me, like I said, like, just like Kanye, he had a time when everyone was like, well, what's wrong with this guy? Is he all right? Like, you get me? He's misunderstood. You get me? And I think I had the same kind of issues with... with sometimes I'm saying something is coming out the wrong way or how I was with Twitter and Instagram. When Twitter first came out, I thought I was texting my brethren. I didn't understand that this is to the world and it's forever. You understand? So... I don't know, I'm not from the era of, of internet. I'm from the era of knocking for your brethren and, or telling them to meet me at the top by the phone box at quarter past. If he's not there, we've got to wait for 50. We don't even know where a man is. We've got to walk around the block, hope to see him go back to his job. Like, that's where I'm from. So with that all being said, it's like, I understand why people might have not understood me a bit or I understand why it could have been like misconceived or like, you know, people kind of be like, oh, this guy's ignorant. Or I've had my years when, you know, I'm just always partying, I'm just on some turn up shit. And it's like, oh, this guy's too turnt. But I had to go through all those jammers to become this jammer. Yeah. And some of them are not all jammer. Some's Merkel, man. Some was jammer. Some of them's top producer. They're different characters that created to go and work for Jamaic Power, who I, that's who I actually am. But these characters were created. I've got a character named X, you get me? I've got a character named Merkel, man, character named Jammer, the top producer character. And there's a few other characters that they might not even have a name, but they pop up every now and again. But now I've learned from all of these kind of characters and I learned the good parts, the bad parts, what works, what don't work, and refined it. And now I'm Jamaic Power. You get me? Yeah, that's experience of wisdom. But I, w- I wanted to ask you, like, um, has there any... Be- I mean, I, I know you're so passionate about music, but, bro, I always feel like the industry just doesn't actually almost factor in that we have real life. It's like, how successful are us? Like, some of like, oh, yeah, Jammer, what are you saying, bro? Oh, yeah, cool. What are you on? Not like, how are you, Jammer? Yeah, yeah. How's your normal life? Yeah, that, that, that was... Um that's been a fucking weird one to work with because it's like now I'm having to kind of separate now. Like what I was just saying to you about those characters. I was with a girl one time and we used to go out and she's like, why don't we go outside? How come your whole temperament changes? Because when I go outside, straight away I'm like, right, protection thing, don't know who's trying it thing. I'm this, I've got to protect my brand, my name, plus I'm with my girl thing. It's sh- these man, who's about what? Make text man, let man know I'm here. Or if I'm in a different ends, I've got to let man know that I'm on the block. Like, sh- just in case, it, like, it's bare things. It's not just going outside. Like, since I've been 15, 14, that's been happening. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying to you? So, only in lockdown, I realised, oh, shit, I'm still this person. I'm still Jamek Power. Like, you got what I'm saying? Like, and what does Jamek Power care about? Oh, he cares about his family, like, his nephews, his, his son, his mum, his dad, his aunties. Oh, yeah, I care about this. I care, you know? So, I don't, like, but before, I thought, yeah, man, I care about this. I've got to get to this show. I've got a thing. We're doing Glastonbury. I care about this. Boom, my man's dropping an album today. Like, it's just in autopilot because I've been doing it for 20 years. You know? So, and then you don't realise what how your mental health's getting affected when every day, like, you know, every day someone can't come up to you and just ask you for a picture and you're just meant to be in a good mood for this picture. My grandma just died. But you're asking me for a picture, I'm meant to stand there and take a picture of you, blood, go away. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, but it's like now I've got to realise that when this stuff happens to me, I've got to not go outside, I've got to not be, if I'm not in the right head space to be, just don't, because I've made this my choice in life to be this person, you understand? So these are all just rep- responsibilities and and how I've got to be accountable for myself and for my actions and everything I do, and that just comes with growth. You know, these are things that not you. There was that, first of all, there's no training to life, and second of all, there's no training to this famous thing. You understand? And with life and the famous thing combined, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, you got to take all your L's on a on a, 
understand. Whereas a man could go through, a man's girl could cheat on him and he could just go, not, like two of his brethren knows and he can deal with it. Or a man could get rushed there, whatever, or a man could get put, and it's just a few people know, you get over it. You get what I'm saying? You might still be dealing with it the same way as man, but it's not as in public eye. Like for instance, when I got pushed over on the stage and the Ian Wright thing happened and it got publicised all across the thing. A lot of people wouldn't be able to come back from that. I had to think quick, what am I going to do? Am I going to go phone up the man and mash this you up? Or am I going to make a song about it? Am I going to find Ian Wright, get him in my video and make this a big moment? Which I did. And I flipped it around. You know what I mean? That's, so, a, that's a lot of external pressure, bro. Because sometimes you just may want to laugh, but it's, it's a lot of... Everything just feels like it's amplified, bro. Yeah, everything's amplified. And fam, when... Remember, man ain't no chips in it. Man ain't... You get what I'm saying? But man are trying to... Remember, I've got a lot of people looking at man that look up to man. If I just start doing the mad thing, people are going to think it's cool to do the mad thing. Then what's going to happen now? All these other youths at stage when a little thing happens, they're just going to do the mad Then we're going to have all this six down six forms again and everything's going to start getting locked off again. Just because one man couldn't handle it and you couldn't just say, you know what, get me. Because people are like, no, man, what? Like, what, if man pushed me on the stage like that, man would, get, man would do the mad thing. Would go and do the mad thing then. <laughs> Because you're going to lose your whole bag for the next however many years. You get what I'm saying? So it's all right, blood. Like, man don't really know what happens when you're not on the camera or the guy don't think he's rough for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you had a real conversation, what happens after that, man's actually really sorry that man did that. Man, uh, even Not even in that situation. Lo that situation as well, but loads of other situations, people will come to you when no one's there and be like, oh, fam, man. Man, wish man could take that back, man. That's, that's swag what man did. Man feels swag about that. You get me? But really, I'm just like, ah, cool. Because I know the person who thinks smarter, the person, the man that, that walks away, he lives another day, fam, like, and he's got a, a chance to do the next thing. And I've had my years when I'm in my ignorance and I just want to mash up everyone. But that's not progressive now. I'm, I'm a big man. You get me? I'm, 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 I'm in a stage where... I'm in the stage where, you know, you see Jay-Z coming through, he was in the streets, he was doing his thing, he came up, he built some brands, he popped, he had some big tunes, he's brethren, he brought some man through, they all done a thing on a label together that became prolific, and now he's in his, he's in his, he's in his Bitcoin, NFT bag, um, oil, property, you know what I'm saying? So, I just know now, with everything that man's got, the mind that man's got, the way I can connect things, that's what I'm on. So frequency now you're tapping into. Yeah, definitely. But I wanted to ask that, bro. What, what, what where, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Leytonstone. I've been Leytonstone. One of one of my cousins who lived there. Um, I think it's, it's a bus bus fifty five that goes yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> bro, what was what was the what was Stone like growing up, man? Because it's like the last like. <coughs> It's like Wolverhampton, then Leighton. Yeah, then Leighton. Yeah, then there's Leighton around it, Stratford, Plaster, yeah. East Ham, Forest Gate, all the gully zones are around it. Yeah, it's, Forest Gate. It's, it's, it's centre really. to, yeah. to everything. Yeah. You know? Um, there's a nice part of Leightonstone, but you turn three minutes down the corner, you're in, you're in the gully. You know what I'm saying? You're in a spot where it can go down, you can get poached, you can get shot, you can get whatever. So man's grown up all round all of that my whole life. You get what I'm saying? I know I know all the bad boys, I know the good boys, I know the bad girls, the good girls, I know the you know what I'm saying? So but it was my decision of who I wanted to be and who I wanted to carry on, you know, I had to stop spending time with certain people at certain time because I knew that my thing was not that. You get what I'm saying? My thing, I'm trying to elevate. Remember, my mum and dad, they're together still now. You know what I'm saying? And where I come from, not a lot of people, not a lot of man's mum and dad's, they're smoking food. You get me? The mum's on her own. She might be a prostitute. Rah, rah, rah. So a lot of men were just out here angry. You get me? That's why a man will just do the mad thing to you because he's in pain from what he's seeing from his mum or his aunties and his mums are moving mad and this and that or they ain't got no peas. Not not always are they just doing the mad thing. Some day oh, they come to home, there's no gas, electric, there's no there's no heat, there's no food. You get what I'm saying? So 
it's just it's just like there's a lot to it, you get what I'm saying? And for me, if I just came off this earth today, I really look and think like, wow, man really come from the from where man come from. And man really saw and done all of this. It's not about peas. <laughs> it's not peas. Peas is just one part of it. I call peas freedom tokens. The freedom to do what you want to do. That's all peas is. It's just freedom tokens. But there's more to the connecting these dots and making these moments and things happening, you know? So, like I said, this is my this is my most monumental year that's going to be in my career. If anybody thought I'd done a mad thing before, you ain't seen shit. This I, is it. I feel it's a line now. I think even like with, 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 you know, doing a show with Ella and the guests, I think, and I think it's almost a situation where it's like, this is now jammer time. Or, you know, this is you now, bro, because you've put yards in the game, bro. And I think, do you know what it is, bro? And I think there's also part of almost an immigrant mentality and always wanting to help, but sacrifice yourself for everyone else. Mm -hmm. But like you said, when you do realise your value, you have kids, you, yeah. you know, our parents now, they become older now, so yeah. now you become their pension. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So now you'd be thinking like, right, even if I don't want to do it, yeah. other people need me to yeah. go get what is required. That's the correct time now, and I feel like it's in a time where it's not going to be looked at as selfish because I've been selfless for so long. Yeah. I know that now when I'm doing my platform, if this, if I bring this producer, if I do this, I'll do that. You, this is the contract. This is what I'm doing for you. This is what I'm getting paid. This is what you're getting paid. That's business. Stop trying to look at me like I can't do business. Why have I always got to be lying on the floor for you not to walk across my back to get to the other side of the thing? Like, and that's like with me, I've had to just realise like, actually, it's not selfish, Jam, that you want to build this thing, do this thing. You like, I'm working with this brand. I need this amount for me. Before you not do anything and spend, this is my, you need to pay me this. Before I get out of bed, what was the tipping point? When did it click? I mean, was it was it lockdown? Was it before? Was well, no, moment? what really happened was when... When when I realised with Lord of the Mics, like, I had a business partner, and I just didn't like how the business was getting done. You get me? And I thought, rah, this is, like... I built this for the love of all of us to eat. To, you know what I'm saying? This is all... Everything that was happening for all those people around me, it was only happening because my basement was there and I was bringing everybody through and creating these opportunities for man to do this. These guys would have never thought to do any of this. It wouldn't even be in their psyche to make, create a distribution company. I created the first hood distribution company. I couldn't distribute everyone's records because I still had to come back to the studio, record Nasty Crew, record this, do the sessions. So I had to start getting man them to come and drive the records, show them the databases, do the selling returns all up and down the country. That's how we started to get big in the areas where Sidewinder was, thing, Eskimo. You understand what I'm saying to you? So, but because man's not like, yeah, man done this, man done that, man done... Certain man, you get me, even with Wiley's thing, his thing was like, yeah, Esky beat. So people knew he was screaming the thing, innit? But my thing, I was more like, yeah, my man's just doing this. You get me? So, like, now with the people that do know, like, there's people that are integral to the culture. Like, you know, and even yourself, you come up from an era. I can't even count how many clashes you've overseen or presided, yeah. It's almost like you're a bit like the Eddie Hearn, the Dana White. It's like you're like, yo, I'm going to bring it together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more like to say uh, Don King. Don King? All yeah. right, cool. Don King. Let's yeah. keep it with the, with the brother there, yeah? Yeah. Um, for you, just, did you ever think that... Maybe this has gone a bit too far. And then if, if it does, how do you regulate it? How do you maintain? I've always regulated it, look, right? So what you've got to look at is look how many clashes I've done and look how many issues that you've seen. Most probably you can count them on one hand, three to four. Not even that. In the whole grime scene of a whole ends of whole guys who do crud, not even just grime, rap. So out of all these hundreds of battles, there's only ever been three incidents that nearly even got to a problem. Only one actually got physical. The rest I managed to quash before it even got to that. You understand? Which also they have a respect for you to... It's the respect, because yeah. man, no, there's even certain realer guys off camera that are saying, you do that, you sh it's not just that, it's just gonna, you know what I'm saying? So, because Jama is actually trying to do something for the people. 
Why are you coming here with your stupid vibe trying to fight over some stupidness? So we we actually created that battle thing to stop the beef. There's certain men that really had little beefs and problems that we, we said, you know, we're going to squash it on, on the mic. So what, what country are you from? Jamaica. Well, Jama- yeah. I'm, I'm mixed. I'm, my dad's Syrian, Jamaican and Chinese and my mum's Jamaican. Do you know what I was thinking about? I'm Nigerian and I think there's also a cultural situation where I always looked at the Jamaican culture like sometimes you can say something, it's just, it's within the culture of, you can, you can be cheeky, but I looked at that sometimes. I'm not saying that people can't get vexed, don't get me wrong, but I looked at that culturally, like, an, like that, people being, having that type of mix up and it, it doesn't correlate. And I used to always think like, right, like some people just take it. They the take wrong. it too far because it's personal, it's egos. Yeah. It's like there's certain man in Jamaica, there's a thing where I'm going to be like, I suck it, suck it, suck your mother, whatever. And then if a man says, suck your mama, that's, it's going off now. There's two different ones, <laughs> but they're the same thing. <laughs> Do you get me? I never like I understand it, but I've never understood like there's two different ones. Or there's like, oh, whatever man you pussy or shut up you pussy. Mm-hmm. Then there's two different ones, and it goes like that for for cashing. You understand? It's like a man might be saying ra ta 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 ta, and it might have not really no element of realness to it. A man might say red te 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 te, and it's got a little bit of reality what happened, and now man want to fight because now you're actually talking about this part of what you know what I'm saying. Now you're violating. Now everyone watching is gonna know that you were saying red 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 red. You get what I'm saying? So I think for me, I love I love that the clashing culture. You know, I'm just happy that I was able to facilitate it and make it happen for so long without no one dying. Yeah, you understand. Yeah. But then also, also, I'd, the platforms. I won't say they've take. I think the platforms. I think when you did it, bro, you almost like, let's bring it together. It's gonna be with It's almost like a sport. This is the sport. This is how we do it. Yeah. And then the platforms were like, yo, let's let's upload this man's diss track, and we know that the, the other person's gonna see it, and then he's gonna come. And it was almost creating an artificial economy where. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's gone out there, there's no one to regulate. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say, "Ah, oh, um, can you tell the person who put it on the channel to put it down?" Because he's just like, "Yo, I just uploaded it." Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If you're one, you're more like saying, "Yo, this is how we're gonna do it." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And also, they tried to start saying, "Oh, well, your one's more organised, it's more fake." No, you just have to have some. You have to have a one order. You have to have some kind of authority and someone that's gonna stand up for what's right or what's wrong. No, we agreed this. You shouldn't. It still gets, it still can get sticky. But listen, this is what we're doing. And guess what? After this, you're just gonna benefit both of you. You're gonna get shows up and down the country. You're gonna get more record sales. Your your, your gallum's levels is gonna go up. Your man and respect's gonna go up. Everything's gonna go up. Why are you not chatting shit? Like, so I really had to get into people's heads like that. And sometimes it will take man weeks and months to get through to a man. But you know what? After the clash and everything's popping and that. A man will come and be like, "Raw, you know what? This thing's mad, you know? I didn't even know. Because if you look at JK, that JK, the rise of JK was through Lord of the Mike. And I, bro, because I, I wasn't even aware of that, bro. That's the part probably when I, I wasn't he was just, he was, yeah. he, he was, he was tapped out. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to say. It didn't stop at the ones that you know. It was still continuing. You know what I'm saying? And... And that's one of the late, you know, JK works with the, the fresh, all the, all the new Donnies. He's, that, he's in this era now of, and that still come from that. And because also, man's always been trying to bring the man them with accents from day dot, from Skeppy and Devilman days. You understand? So now you've got Hainsey and all the new people that are getting excited over accents. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's the new thing, oh, accent, accent. But we've been trying to bring these accents through for years. I've been trying to be instrumental in bringing these accents through. You understand? And everyone's like, oh, no, I don't like it. It's a funny accent. Merman's got a funny accent. So what if American music, every, all the music was just from New York? you got you got different slangs, different terminologies, different ways you're hitting the beat. Slurs, this, that, the other. You understand? And that's what makes the music so diverse and so, you know so fucking cultural and just big because it includes everybody. It can't just be one place. Everyone that, for a certain stage of time, that's why you see someone like Bugsy Malone come on a Clash Chip and make millions. 
because there's, they've been dying for someone from their ends to actually get a little thing. And you know what? When he gets it, we're going to back him. But in England, in London, they're like, oh, you know what? We're bored of my man. This, uh, we're bored of this guy. We're bored because because everybody was rinsing it. They're rinsing it too much. Everyone's from there. You don't want to come and shine the light in other places. You understand what I'm saying to you? So I just get it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? I just understand it. And there's a lot of things that I've done. I don't even, even, even orchestrating, you know, Bugsy Malone was, remember, Bugsy Malone was coming to see me the whole time before that chip clash happened. For real. Chip wasn't going to clash him. Chip was asking me, what do I think of this guy? Do you reckon I should do this move? Do you reckon I should do it? And I said, yeah. That's why we had the things with the jackets and, you know, all this stuff happened and orchestrating that. Remember, Chip just came out of Sony and he was on on on, on Twitter and, he, you know, he, he had, like, that whole, like, kind of suicidal moment where everyone was worried about him because Sony was dropping him. And my thing was like, no, we're not going to let that happen to the brother. I had a lot of people around saying, nah, let him go, man. He thought he bust, he thought he, he thought he was with Chris Brown, he thought he would left us. You get what I'm saying? No. Went to his yard, sat with him for more than a couple of days. Reasoned, told him, look, we're going to do the school the ground thing. I remember this now, sorry, but I remember, because I remember when, was he wearing one of your jackets or something? Yes. yes. Yeah, I yeah. remember, like, yeah. when he came back to Graham, yeah. he came back through you. Yes. I remember, yeah, yeah. And then, boom, all of a sudden, Graham's popped. He's making his money back independent. That's the first time he learned how to be independent. Before that, his money was tied up in all these, this man and that man and corporate. You got what I'm saying? Now he's self-sufficient. You understand? Right? So, I don't, you know, this is not me trying to talk about a man's vision, but it's, it's a lot of it's common knowledge, and it's, but if you actually follow the dots. But... This is what man do. Man empower people, man show love, man. You get me? And sometimes artists might not even check in for me for another two years after they're back doing what they're doing. You understand what I'm saying? But for me, it's just as long as my man's good and he's winning and he's healthy, I'm happy. And when he sees me, I'll see him. He knows, we know what it is. It doesn't have to be a hype thing. But what I'm trying to say now is when I'm doing all this stuff, I need my bread. And so I'm saying, like, if I do this, or if I do that, or I bust you, if I introduce you to this guy, and this is what you're gonna make, and then run my bread. And this is not nothing to do with chip. This is just in general in the game because you can do a lot of things of love, but this is a business. <laughs> this is a business. My my knowledge, my wisdom, my time, my efforts, my 20 years of work. It comes at a value. <laughs> run my bread. So yeah. Yeah, and I think, bro, in closing, because I've taken a lot of your time, man. That's um, good. We had a good conversation. No, we did, man. And I think, like, top producer. So after this, right, and obviously I know there's probably things to spin off thereafter, right? But what has been, what's been, like, the highlights for you so far that you can speak on so far? Um, my highlight of top producer is seeing how much of cult, how much of, a cultural impact it's had, right? So you know, like people talk about like this, the views and that, that everyone's watching the view and what this it got or what brand this this no. When I walk through the street, <laughs> when I'm walking around or my people that are integral to the culture are important are sending me a message like this is what you're doing is amazing. Like, do you know what you're doing for people's lives? People are stopping me in the street. This top producer thing, oh, bruv, man. So that's the most important thing for me. I, I'm making a cultural impact again, just like I made a cultural impact with every other platform that I've done in the previous. And that's what I care about, like making something that's going to make a change. You know what I'm saying? And big up my whole team, everyone that's kind of helped make that happen because man can't do all of this, just me. It's not just me. You get what I'm saying? So big up Neron, big up um, Ella, big up Pinky, the whole Rich Power team. Everyone that's kind of had a piece to do with making it get to where it is today. You get me?